Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I'm an editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as usual, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Mr. Marks, by mandate of the District of Columbia Pre-Crime Division, I'm placing you under arrest for the future murder of Sarah Marks and Donald Dubin that was to take place today, April 22nd, at 0800 hours and four minutes. You, you, I think you probably understand where that one came from, right? Oh, I know exactly where that one came okay. from. Okay. I've actually we... seen that one. Hey, what do you know? What do you know? Who would have guessed? Babes in Toyland. So we're going to talk about... <laughs> it's not from that. Although that would have been awesome. <laughs> Deleted scene from Babes in Toyland. I don't remember a pre-crime division. Um, <laughs> today we're going to do... This is, this is both a blessing and a curse for technology journalists everywhere. We're going to do our predictions episode for the technology stories of 2011. I remember when we did that episode uh, with Tom Merritt and Veronica Belmont. Yeah, where we talked where about... We talked about how, what they like about... Um, Tech journalism, yeah, and Tom's uh, face when you actually you y'all couldn't see that, uh, but his the look on his face when we mentioned when Jonathan mentioned predictions, and yeah, he's like, yeah, it's <laughs> it's one of those things that that we're expected to do. I, the the worst thing is that we brought it on ourselves. Yeah, you we, know, we no volunteered. One, for this no game. one told us that we had to do a predictions episode, and then we did, and now we're kind of stuck. Yeah, because it's a tradition already. Well, it's fun, but it it kind of stinks because it's so in tech, it's so easy to be wrong. Yes. As we have proven yes. time and time again. So, with that being said, Mr. Paulette, will you please grace us with your first prediction for the tech of 2011? That was just lovely. Thanks. My favorite. My favorites are the ones that look like they're going to happen and then swerve, and that yeah. may that may actually happen with this one. Okay. Um, you know how uh, uh, Leibniz and Newton were both sort of working on calculus at the same time. Yes. Um, and of course, everyone thinks of Newton. Uh, when they think of calculus or they think of stabbing their calculus teacher. Right. Anyway, I came up with this one several weeks ago. And now everywhere on all the sites that have tech predictions, they've all predicted it too. Okay. <laughs> but I thought of it on my own before I saw that. Which is? The iPad's getting a camera next year. All right. Uh, actually, like a safe bet. And in the last few days, yeah. And in the last few days, um, so we don't, we don't have to give me credit for that one because other people have said it too if you don't want to. But... Um, I've seen uh, reports in the last few days on the day we've recorded this in early-ish December 2010 that uh, they're actually manufacturing the next version of the iPad and will have them ready to go as soon as February. Mm. So that may happen really quickly in in 2011. If they announce it before the end of 2010, do I get credit for that? Anyway. Uh, So, yeah, I think – but I think it will have one camera forward-facing so that you can use – um, FaceTime. FaceTime with it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I don't know what else is going to be in there. Probably a faster processor. Uh, but I, I've been predicting for for a while now that the, the iPad will get a camera in its next iteration, and that's next year. So there. The real I que- said it. The real question is, will, will there be a dedicated mute button that only mutes the system sounds and nothing else? I would really like that because I liked the the uh, having the screen lock, and yeah. now that I don't have it anymore, I really miss it. Yeah. Yeah, that was... That's that's been a Molly Wood of CNET. She's been oh. been screaming about yeah, the, the. She's upset about it. Yeah, she does not like that at all. The fact that that's that 
uh, feature is gone. All right, so here's mine. I'll, I'll stick okay. with Apple. Uh, here's here's my big one. The iPhone mm-hmm. will move to Verizon, but not till 2012. Really? Yes. It, but the announcement that the iPhone will come to Verizon will happen sometime in 2011, but it won't actually make the move till 2012. That's funny. I was going to predict that it was going to hit Verizon uh, in 2011 See, I to th- coincide with its release of the 4G network. I think that it'll wait a little longer. First of all, I think it'll wait because Apple does not adopt new technology in their devices right off the bat. If you remember, it took they, they waited a generation before they added 3G to the iPhone. Yeah. Despite the fact that there were 3G networks. Yeah. And part of that, I think, was because Jobs has this, this belief that he wants his products to be absolutely the best they can be and he doesn't want to just jump onto a new technology as soon as it's available. He'd rather wait and make sure that it's a proven one before adopting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but another reason is because we've heard through various sources over the years that uh, AT&T and Apple signed an exclusivity agreement that would last around five years, and that was back in 2007, and 2007 plus five doesn't equal 2011. Yes, but but it hasn't been said for sure. No, it but years. it's been... It's People been, say that. It's been hinted at by various sources. So I'm taking that... At face value and suggesting that the, again, it'll come to Verizon in 2012, but we'll hear about it next year. Okay. Uh, My next one actually relates to Google. Okay. And uh, in the days, uh, actually right as we were recording this, uh, Google's Chrome OS launched. Yes. Officially. Yes. Uh, And I think think that it will underwhelm. And its acceptance in in, in 2011. Saying that a Google product will underwhelm is also a pretty safe bet. (laughs) That's true. I I just don't – I think it's the form factor. I think if the Chrome OS was on a tablet, then it might. But that's a a later prediction. I'm coming back to that. Uh, But I think the netbook market right now is kind of sort of stagnant. I think Google's really taking the same sort of general approach that Apple's taking in a way, Mm -hmm. right? Because – Apple has two main operating systems, macOS and iOS. The iOS is for their mobile devices, right. which is everything from their smartphones and, and iPod uh, line to the tab, um, iPad, the tablets. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but it doesn't include notebooks. Right. Their notebooks are considered computers, not mobile. So uh, even though people might say, well, a netbook is really a mobile device, uh, Apple would disagree. First of all, they don't do netbooks. Yeah. But even the Mac Air, which is probably, you know, the lightest of their devices, although it's not not priced like a netbook is, um it w- it runs the Mac OS, it doesn't run iOS. Well, Mark Zuckerberg agrees, of course. He right. doesn't think that the iPad is a uh Well, no, Apple mobile device. Apple Apple essentially says the iPad's mobile because it's running the iOS. Well, he says yes, but Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg disagrees. Disagree. Oh, say. I'm sorry, I misunderstood what you yeah. were saying. No, 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 I'm uh, saying I'm saying Google Google seems to be agreeing with that strategy because they're using Android for the smartphones oh, right. and for the tablets. They're using Chrome OS for netbooks and and higher up on the computer chain. Yeah. So Google seems to be following suit with Apple. They're they're saying there is this delineation between the tablet world and everything below it and netbooks and everything above it. Okay, yeah. I so um, but I do think that the Chrome OS, uh, I, I said that it's, I, I don't think it's going to take off, but I do think what it's going to do is it's going to push cloud computing to that next level where we're going to see even more web-based 
services and uh, applications than we already do, and it's going to become even more of a commonplace uh, uh, practice to use these web-based uh, applications both in the home and in business. Yeah, yeah. I actually was going to make that a one of my uh, my predictions, but I think the cloud the cloud becoming the norm is already happening. Microsoft's yeah. trying to own that in that's the true. current that's ad true. campaign that's out right now in December. Um, it's but, but pushing all over pushing the cloud. something and having people adopt it are two different things. Well, because we've is, seen some technologies get pushed that people just said, "Uh, uh-uh, not doing it." Nope, sorry. No, you. I know you want me to try this, but I'm not gonna. Did you just hear waves crashing? Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, Sticking with Google. So, right. yes. Do you have another one? Uh, oh, do you want me to go again? Well, I, you know, I just did the what, cloud. I can do one. Here, oh, I, okay. I did cloud-based, but I'll do another one. Hang on. Let's see. Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're going to see a dramatic increase in cyber war in 2011. This is a this is a kind of a gimme. But uh, we're going to see more DDoS attacks. We're going to be seeing a lot more attacks through information technology than ever before Mm -hmm. in 2011. And those attacks are not necessarily going to come from, quote unquote, official sources like state sponsored sources. We're going to see a lot of vigilante cyber warfare where we're going to see some person who happens to have enough savvy to either design a tool or just use a tool because there's some out there that you can just pick up and use. Mm hmm. And uh, and and attack a target on behalf of some cause or another. So uh, so you're thinking specifically of the example, the recent example of WikiLeaks, in yes. which people who are outraged on one side or the other of the argument uh, attacked people, uh, uh, other sites that are involved with the dis- the. Uh, yeah, it's the like argument. it's like seeing these private armies being set against targets. They're not fighting... The private armies aren't fighting each other. Right. We're not seeing, like, one botnet square off... Here's another crazy thing. So a lot of these DDoS attacks, they involve botnets, you know, zombie computers, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's nothing stopping the fact. In fact, there's... <laughs> it's quite possible that you could have a single victim computer that is part of two botnets and attacking both sides of the same issue. Mm-hmm. So you could have one computer that's sending out attacks on both sets of targets. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. it's like having an army full of mercenaries and they and they're just told, "Okay, just shoot everywhere." <laughs> yeah. So there that's my next one. That's that's not not a happy prediction. I hope it's I hope it's not one that necessarily comes to light, but I I it's hard for me to imagine it otherwise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um let's see. Um to go with our earlier discussion, I I going to say that 2011 is the year of the tablet. Okay. Some people might say that it was in 2010, but I think I don't think it's the iPad. I mean, the iPad sort of got the ball rolling. Yeah. But I think when the uh, the Android OS that really supports tablet computing is launched, mm-hmm. I think that's when it's really going to hit because then people who don't like the iPad for whatever reason uh, will pick up an, an Android tablet and find out that they like it for different things. And I think it's possible that the iPad may come with new functionality in the next iteration, too, to let you do more things with it. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair assessment. I, 2010 was not the year of the tablet. It was the no. year of the iPad. Yeah. You know, the iPad was, it was the iPad and then a bunch of also RANs. I mean, even the Samsung Galaxy Tab, which I think was probably at least the best publicized uh, uh opponent to the iPad. Yeah. Um, I don't think that it, you could really call it a true contender yet. Right. I think we're going to see that mature in 2011. So I agree with that that yeah. prediction. Yeah, and I think it's simply that, uh, well, I mean, Google has even said 
you know, the, the current version of Android is not meant to be run on a tablet. It's meant right. to be run on a smartphone. So I think w- once that happens and it's got a dedicated tablet OS, I think it's really going to change things. Yep. And I think lots more people will come out with tablets. Um, and, and as a relation, my next prediction is related to that, that laptop sales are going to start declining as a result of, of that. And I mean, it's already happened, but I think it's going to, when, when that happens, when the, uh, which one is it? Gingerbread? Yeah. Yeah. That's supposed to be the, uh, gingerbread and then honeycomb, honeycomb that are really tablet friendly. Um, so, I think that's, that's, you're going to see an actual hit in laptop sales. Yeah. I had a, I had a similar prediction. Mine was that the, the laptop sales would dip slightly, mm-hmm. but they wouldn't really be cannibalized totally because I think, I think people are just going to realize the same thing that, that you realized, which mm-hmm. is that the tablets don't really replace stuff that you have. It's no. supplemental. So, yeah. so I think there's still going to be a need for things like laptops and computers that have more capacity and more capability than your, your, and, and just an easier form factor for certain tasks than tablets are able to give you. Now, that doesn't mean that tablets are, are bad. It just means that for certain tasks, netbooks are, are, are computers are better. Yeah, and I think that could be said for for uh, the desktop too. It can really be said for any form factor. Yeah, right. Like there are certain tasks that just work better on certain platforms, and that's not a that's not a knock to the other platforms. No, it's just that you know it's the way with it's really the way humans work more than the yeah. way the technology works. So yeah, I agree with that. Um, let's see. Oh, I have one. Here we go. Sure. eBay mm-hmm. will sell Skype. Oh, okay. Because really, I don't know that they know what to do with it. <laughs> but uh, I think, yeah, I think Skype's going to get a new buyer. All right, then. Uh, I don't know that it will go in an eBay auction. <laughs> that would be funny, though. What about, uh, my, what about MySpace? Oh, that's a good question. Well, you know what? This, think, is, this is the make or break year for it. Yeah. So I, mean, I, think, I think Fox may sell my – this is a, a on, off-the-cuff, just thought of it prediction. I, I think Fox will sell it. I think I – think that's a distinct possibility. If MySpace doesn't get a, a real influx of users by, I'd say the the by the end of the second quarter mm-hmm. of 2011, I could easily see Fox saying, "You know what? We're just gonna we're gonna offload this." Yeah, cut because, our losses uh, and go. Yeah, because uh, I mean they they have like, they've made no secret of the fact that this is a make or break situation for MySpace. Yeah. Well, that was a good one. Uh, do you have a, another prediction, an official one? Or you did two at once. Should I do another one? Sure. Okay. We, um, we kind of actually started doing that a minute ago. and then Yeah, we did kind of jump around. Okay, so 2011 will be the, the true battle, the test of the 4G technologies. Ah, okay. That actually goes with one of mine. So we're, we're really looking at – and it's – you can argue whether or not these things belong in 4G or not. It's I'm, I'm using that the way the general public uses it. Okay. But really what we're getting down to is WiMAX versus LTE and which, which of the two standards or which of the two technologies is going to really become the next uh, foundation for wireless data transmission. Right. Um, I, I happen to think mm-hmm. that it will be LTE. Yeah. And I happen to be a WiMAX customer. Yeah. So I'm not happy about this prediction. And and I, I could be wrong. It could, this could be one of those things that just, like, there is no clear winner. Okay. Right? Yeah. Because GSM and CDMA, do we still have both of those? That That's true. Actually, we, uh, we've already got the nation's first uh, 4G, official 4G network, and that's Metro PCS's. 
Right. Um, of course, T-Mobile rolled out a next-gen 3G. Yeah, what? They're, they're calling it they're calling it 4G, but it's not true 4G technology. It's they're not just saying true 4G that there's te- 4G speeds. Yes, yes, they they're calling it 4G, but it's it's an updated 3G, and and it actually is faster than 4G technology at its current iteration. Yeah, which but is, the 4- this is so confusing. And that's and and that's why see there's so much murkiness in there that they can do that. But yeah, I think I think but, really this will come down to WiMAX versus LTE, the the really big fight and we'll see maybe maybe there won't be a clear winner, but I mm-hmm. think there'll be someone well in the lead by the end of the year. Yeah. Verizon's uh, on the cusp of uh, launching its own 4G yeah. network, and I my my prediction, my next prediction, it's related, is that AT and T will go ahead a- and start rolling out its 4G network by the end of next year. Uh, it may not be in, in in great capacity, and I, I've seen different numbers. I've seen 2011 and 2012. I think both when we we research it, but um, that was some time ago now, and yeah. I think they're now that everyone else is starting to really get on the on the ball. I think AT and T will too. That ball. makes sense. AT and never mind. Yeah, I'm just ignoring that. Uh, should I go again? Um, you just yeah, I just sort of threw that one out. Okay. So. Um, let's see. Let me look at. I'm looking through my list. I've got a bunch of these written down. I'm just trying well, to find. F- one feel free to uh, to uh, drop a couple in there. A new version mm-hmm. of the Wii. Will really, be, will be announced at E3 mm. or sometime during the year. Yeah, I was thinking about gaming stuff, and I couldn't really see anybody being ready to do that. Do you think it's going to be high def? Yeah, I think it's just going to be the Wii high definition. I okay. don't think it's going to be significantly different otherwise. Well, I think it's just going to be the high definition version of the Wii. Okay. That, I think that's as close as we are to a new console system. I don't. I still don't see PS3 or... I don't see the PS4 getting announced or the next Xbox getting announced in 20 I, I said this for 2010 I'm saying it again for 2011 I just don't see it because they've just launched these peripherals which same reason I gave last year with the move and the connect it just doesn't make sense to abandon that although if both companies pursued it the way PlayStation Sony did with uh, the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 2 it could I could then see maybe a new device coming out if they if if the company said they would continue to support the current generation mm-hmm. because uh, I mean Xbox Microsoft did not do that once they went to Xbox 360 that was the end of the Xbox really more or less uh, whereas Sony was no we'll keep making games for the PlayStation 2 yeah I know it's a really popular platform so mm-hmm. okay now you want me to do another one or you want or you I've got a pair that okay. kind of go together hit me with your best shot Okay, I think Spotify is actually going to show up on the United in the United States. Wow, I I don't think that at all. But all right, cool. That's right. one that we can. There will definitely be a winner at the end of the year. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, so, so I, I'm sorry. Oh, so you think Spotify is going to resolve the issues that are currently preventing it from coming over to the U.S.? Yes. And by issues, I mean they're going to lots make, of legal ramifications. Right. Make all these agreements, licensing agreements with the various music companies in order to be able to stream the music here in the US. Yes. Okay. But it may not necessarily matter. They've they've already got great competition in the United States from uh companies like Ardio. Yeah. And some of the others. Yeah, you've and... got so much stuff already. All the streaming music products like Last FM and and Pandora and Groove Shark and all that kind of stuff. But uh I have to say I think there will be another new competitor. Oh, you do. And again, this is one that it, it's probably Clued in more than anything else, but I think the uh, uh, new streaming uh, Apple store 
will be online. Okay, so this was a next this was a 2010 prediction of yours. So you're going to stick with it. I'm sticking with it. Well, there's st- we know that they're building a data center in North Carolina. Yes. Um, I, I think, don't. I think that's just so that they can do a Tar Heels app. Is that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, you know, and I, I was thinking about this on the way to the office because I was doing this on the way in, and I thought, well, I think that's a safe bet. Now, I was wondering if I'll ask you this. I'm, I'm not predicting this, but I'll ask you: Do you think there might be a streaming video component to this too? Well, you think I they'll mean, they'll jump in the fray with uh, Netflix and uh, some of the others? It's like, possible. Uh, I mean, the the if they've got all that, they've, that they've pushed stuff. Apple TV pretty hard, but. And Google uh, but too. It's still hard to. It's still hard to. Um, I don't know. It's still hard to find Apple TV a truly compelling product uh, when there are other competing products on the market that have a little more versatility. Yeah. I mean, it all depends on how dependent you are on iTunes, right? Yeah. If you're a heavy iTunes user, then the Apple TV is a great product. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just casually use iTunes but you rely heavily on other services, then you may want to look at some other solution to that. Okay. Um. All right. Well, okay. So you say Spotify is definitely coming. I say Spotify is not. You say that Apple will launch its streaming music service. Yep. Uh, do I want to come down on that one, one way or the other? Um, what the heck? I'll stick stick my neck out on this one too. And this way, we'll we'll definitely have a winner and a loser. Okay. I will say that they will not come out with a streaming music service in okay. 2011. Although, right. although if September rolls around and they don't, uh, then we know. Yeah. Right? Like, if September comes and goes and there's no announcement about a streaming music service, then I think that's pretty much the nail in the coffin. Yeah. You know what? I, I uh, Now that I think about it, I think this is why tech people do predictions. Yeah. It's because this time of year is so slow in tech. Right. Right. <laughs> what are we going to write about? Once you, get, once you get past Black Friday, then it's it's slow until you hit CES. Yeah. Or, or if you do have tech news, you're under embargo and you can't talk about it until True. January 5th. True. So, um, so that's good. What do you think? What are you going to see at CES? What are your predictions? Ooh, jeez. Um, sorry well, to put you on the spot. I figured you had something. Well, I, I assume, you know, it'll be a lot of, it'll be a lot of 3D technology again. Yeah. It's going to be huge. It's going to be even beyond last year. And last year was big. I mean, that's yeah. when we started seeing the second tier television, uh, companies. Producing 3D TVs. Yeah, we'll also see that for displays. We'll see it for gaming devices. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be one of those things where I think more companies are going to get on board with that technology to try and push it. Which, yeah, uh, uh, that would surprise me if I don't see that. Um, apart from that, let's see. Uh, there's going to be. I, I think. I think we'll probably see again more technology that involves uh, like YGIG technology. Oh, okay. Where we see interesting devices streaming. Um, uh, data to one another without wires. So mm-hmm. we're talking about. Uh, I, I made this prediction in 2010 that we would see this in the market, and we never really did. Yeah. But this would be things like you, your DVD player or Blu-ray player being able oh, to connect right. wirelessly to your TV. Yeah. So you don't have to have a cable. You could actually keep everything out of sight and uh, you know with a with a, uh, a radio frequency remote control, you wouldn't even need a line of sight with your remote to change stuff. Yeah. Kind of awesome. So I think that'll be there. Um, it's it's uh, green technology will still be big. Although one of my predictions actually, yeah, I think the green technology bubble bursts in 2011. Really? Yeah. I think what's going to happen is we're going to see investments in green technology companies, especially the ones that have the flashier green tech. I think we're going to see that kind of drop out a little bit in 2011. Uh, it's not going to mean that green technology is going away. It's not going to mean that people are no longer concerned about the environment. I think it means that we refocus our our 
perspective on green technology and and we look at very specific applications like increasing energy efficiency. Yeah. I think that will become the big thing in green tech in 2011 is increase efficiency with existing technology uh, or improved versions of existing technology. Right. As opposed to uh, look at this new device that will convert uh, your foot you know, foot traffic into electricity. I don't think that's going to be as big as here's a battery that will last longer or mm-hmm. you know, here are solar panels that will have a greater efficiency in converting solar energy into electricity. That's where I think it's going to be. Yeah, and this one, um, I, I have a related prediction, uh-huh. but I'm not sure if we're going to be able to, if it's going to be noticeable enough for us to make a call on it without doing some heavy research. What's that? Um, so, you know, we can count this as not a prediction if you want, but I think there will be uh, more investment R&D uh, into uh, alternatives to using rare earth metals. That makes sense. Because well, I've already seen that people are thinking about other kinds of metals they can use, and a lot of that's used in green tech. There's a lot of rare earth stuff in uh, wind power. Yeah. Um, what was it, nearly a ton in every turbine? Something like that. Something and like that. It w- yeah, if you guys listen to lot. our rare earth metals podcast, then you remember that the real problem here is that most, almost all of the rare earth metals come out of China. Yes. And so if China has a project, for example, building lots and lots and lots of wind turbines, which they plan to do, yep. that could mean that they are going to have to keep all those rare earth uh, metals for their own project, which means our supply gets cut off. Yeah. So the alternatives are you either find a different way of... Uh, of achieving your goals using stuff other than rare earth metals, or you start opening up rare earth metal mines in other locations. But as people have found out, that ain't cheap. Yeah, that's true. At least not as cheap as it's done in China. Right. So uh, that's a good one. How about here? Here's one that's uh, very specific. Mm-hmm. Light Peak debuts. <gasps> In 2011. Really? Yeah. And and then we start to really see, it's kind of similar to the battle between LTE and WiMAX. Mm-hmm. We see the battle between Light Peak and USB 3.0. And, uh, and wow. some would say that Intel has dragged its feet in incorporating USB technology into its chipsets, specifically in order to give Light Peak a, uh, an advantage. Yeah. I don't, you know, granted, that's an allegation. I don't have really an opinion on that one way or the other, but um, I will say that I'm looking at, into the Light Peak technology. Uh, th- this is again another data transmission technology where you're you're transferring data from one device to another. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it it's amazingly fast. I mean, yeah. it's it's so fast that it's hard for me to wrap my mind around it because you're thinking about like moving the equivalent of a full Blu-ray disc to another device. In just a few seconds. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's amazing to me. But I think we're going to see that really take off in, in 2011. It may not be in any consumer devices, mm-hmm. but I think we're going to finally get out of – it'll it'll get out of the lab. All right, then. In fact, I, I would love to see that at CES. Yeah. If I saw – if they had – at the Intel booth, if they had a section devoted to light peak technology and showed a working light peak system, I'd be like, well, I'll just be here for the rest of the day. <laughs> All right. You know, that, that, those were all my flashy, or, or the flashiest of my predictions. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure the last one was that flashy, because the uh, the only one that I have left on my list that yeah. I made was the uh, that HDTV prices are just going to stagnate. I think they're 
getting to the point where they're about as low as they're going to get. Uh, I, I think they'll be they'll trickle downwards a little bit still, but um, the yeah. the drops that that we saw over the last couple of years, where they went from you know twenty five hundred to fifteen hundred to eleven hundred to six hundred, I think those big jumps are gone. I think they're going to be more expensive than your average TV, but. Yeah, I think some of the Black Not Friday much. deals we saw where we saw 42-inch HDTVs going for around $400. I think that's pretty much the the bottom lo- bottom of the barrel as far as price yeah. drops go. And that that was a special circumstance, right? Cuz yeah. that's that's doing it for a specific sales date. Yeah. Um, I don't see that. I I agree. Uh well, here's here's one that's uh not terribly flashy either. I think in 2011 we will see a dramatic shift really both from consumer side and from uh, 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 enterprise side, a decrease in the reliance upon disks. We're going to look at more digital delivery for things like applications. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, this is a gimme, too, because we've got the Chrome OS and the Chrome Store. Right. We also have the Mac Store that's opening up in 2011, where you'll be able to get applications for your Mac Online, you won't. Mm-hmm. You, it won't go involve going out and getting a disk and putting that in your computer and installing it. You'll get it all uh, over the internet. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of that, and we're going to see similar services pop up that support this. So not just places where you can purchase games, like through Steam, for example, yeah, but where you can play them, like on uh, on live systems. Yes. So, um, yeah, I think we're getting to the point where all that clutter. All those those boxes that we used to have that housed all of our, our disks, or even just the disks themselves, that's going to become a thing of the past. Okay, then. And then, especially if you marry that with cloud computing, then you can have a an a account, right, with a particular vendor. And that way, let's say that your, your hard drive crashes or you lose all your data. Mm-hmm. Because you have this, this account with the vendor, as long as you can verify what happened happened or whatever, you could get another copy of it without having to go out and buy another one. Right, right. So you'd have to have those safety nets in place, I think, for people to really adopt this model. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to think of something else. Do you have any uh, any others? You yeah, like to um, share? I got a couple of others. Uh, here's some. Uh, I think we'll see the PlayStation Phone, which has been rumored. Oh. Uh, I've seen videos of a device that is supposedly the PlayStation Phone. It has a uh, swing out keyboard, very much like the HTC mm-hmm. uh, G1 and G2 phones did. Um, but in this case, instead of it being a, a keyboard, a QWERTY keyboard, it's um it's a control pad and and buttons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll probably see something along those lines debut in 2011. So that that would be interesting. Uh, I think we're going to see color e-ink uh, e-readers start to take off in 2011. Yeah, yeah. No, they've they've already announced color e-ink. It does exist, <clears throat> right? So uh, so you think that it'll actually become? It would shock me if used. I don't see some of that at CES too. Okay, that would that would also be something I would expect to see. Uh, I think uh, it may finally become time in 2011. We might finally start to catch up with Japan and uh, incorporate uh, near-fields communication systems into devices like cell phones, uh, smartphones, things like that, so that we can purchase items without the use of a credit or debit card. Hmm. Interesting. But um, it, I don't think it's going to necessarily be widespread. I mean, there are a few places in the United States where where companies have uh, incorporated this, but they're very few and far between. Yeah. I think we're going to start to see that change in 2011. I don't think it's going to be sudden. I don't think it's going to be overnight. Mm -hmm. And by the end of 2011, it may be just a tiny percentage of all 
companies incorporating this. But I think we're going to start to finally see that shift. Okay, then. <clears throat> All right. So do you think uh, we're finally going to see Duke for real? Ooh, that's right. 2011, we're supposed, supposed to finally to get see Duke Nukem Forever. Okay, so I'm gonna, I, I can't decide how I feel about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take them for their word. I'm gonna say that I'll be squashing alien heads underneath my big burly boot by the middle of 2011. Okay, I agree with you. Uh, I think they're they're really gonna do it. All right, I've got a question for you. This is a follow up from last year's predictions. Okay, do you think I'm still gonna have the same computer by this time next year? <laughs> no, I, I I'm pretty sure it will be completely unusable from by this your time next lips year. to it's ears. <laughs> I think they're doing it. Uh, never mind. Just to, I, I think they have a uh, candid camera at your desk and are just uh, watching you. They've already interfered with it. our podcast before. <laughs> there is a history where they went in and True put enough. in an effect. So True I know enough. that they at least listen. Izzy, please come on. <laughs> I'm begging you. Mm. Please, how many keys do I need to lose before this thing becomes? impossible to to run all right well so you know i, I just don't I, I think it's going to be a pretty laid back year and i was trying to think remember when on our podcast uh on the predictions from last year uh-huh. i started trying to think of some you know crazy outrageous stuff that stuff is just so hard to predict yeah you never i mean and, you know, like, like, like the, steve jobs stepping down or, or you know, the, something like that the driverless google car yeah i mean that was so out of it's hard nowhere to say any of that, that stuff is we wouldn't be able to like I mean, are you going to predict that Apple's going to come out with a driverless airplane? I mean, it's just, it's like, mm. we could just spout off crazy things, but, you know, there's there's no basis for that. There's going to be, there are going to be a lot of stories like that that, that we uh, just oh, absolutely yeah. had no bearing on. At the end of 2011, I'm sure we'll do a show where we talk about the big stories that we did not predict at all. And they'll probably be major things. And we might even be able to say, hey, you know, if we had really looked really deep into the tech news that was around at the end of 2010, we could have predicted this. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. we won't. (laughs) Because we're done. Right. We're over. This is finished. This is the end of this episode. Uh, Tech stuff's not done. Just this episode. All right. So I predict we'll have an awesome year of Tech Stuff podcast in 2011. And hopefully that will come true. If you guys have any cool predictions or you want to take issue with something that Chris or I said, you can do so on Facebook or Twitter. Our handle there is techstuffhsw at both Facebook and Twitter. Or you can email us. That address is techstuff at howstuffworks.com. Chris and I will talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?